bringing you up to speed on the latest in conservation, science, and responsible hunting in Canada. Hey everyone, it's Mark Hall, and you're listening to the Round Canada Podcast. Rami, welcome to the Round Thank Canada you. Podcast. Great to have you. You were on the Hunter Conservationist Podcast with Curtis and I not too long ago, uh, giving us a great rundown of Canadian seal industry and some ecology and biology on, on our seal species. So um, that one that one was super interesting for us out here in the West, of course. Uh, Rami Vajwa, you are the Program Manager at seals and sealing network maybe just give folks a quick uh summary of seals and sealing network uh, yeah for sure so my job as program manager is to promote all kinds of seal products including the seal oil seal meat and seal fur Um, and the seals and sealing network recently created the brand canadian seal products in order to better promote seal products across Canada and internationally. Um, So that's how you can find us online. And we also have a sister brand that is called Prowling Indigenous Crafts and Design. So this one is to promote essentially authentic indigenous seal fur products. The organization, the Seals and Sealing Network is under the Fur Institute of Canada. So it's one of the department under the Fur Institute. Uh, Victorically, seal was sold mostly for its fur, uh, so that's how we started to work with the Fur Institute over 10 years ago. But today we are really focusing on full utilization, so we added seal oil and seal meat to our product line. Mm, Fantastic. Yeah, it it was interesting after our episode on the Hunter Conservationist podcast, we had a listener write in that was so interested uh, in the health benefits of the the seal oil the omega-3s and uh he ordered some and and wrote in and told us that he had heard that from the show so i'm I'm cool i'm excited for that to let folks know about all those things that are there so at the end of uh, our conversation here we'll let people know where they can go find some of those products and more information the the purpose of this episode is to talk about the seal summit it was held in early November in St. John's, Newfoundland. Yes, that's right. That seemed to be a, a big event, well attended. So I just wanted to learn more about what the SEAL Summit, uh, you know, what was about. So maybe fill us in on everything that happened there. <laughs> just, uh, yeah, maybe, maybe start off and just kind of tell us who organized it and what the purpose of yep. the SEAL so, Summit was. So uh, the organizer was the Department of Fisheries and Oceans of Canada. Um, So I think it was in May 2022, DFO did say the Minister Murray, the the Minister of Fisheries and Oceans said that seal eat fish and this just made a big splash at the time. And um, this was following the Atlantic Seal Task Team uh, efforts to uh, explain to the Department of Fisheries and Ocean um, what should be done to measure the impact of seals on the ecosystem. So at that time in May, uh, she announced a seal summit uh, that would take place. And the main theme of the summit would be around seal science. So that was the big focus of the summit. 
there was also, of course, because market access still remains an issue for, for Canadian sale products. So how to gain access to develop more new market, but also gain access to market that used to be open for sale products. We, the industry strongly believes that by having real science and seal predation and their impact on the ecosystem, then we'll be able to better promote these products and um, people will understand better why we need to fully utilize uh, this resource. Yeah, that's super interesting that it was uh, organized by, by DFO. It seems, you know, in a bunch of different areas in Canada, sometimes it's hard to get, uh, especially the federal government to kind of like, you know, commit to, to bringing folks together like this. So I think that was a really, a really positive, positive thing. Who were some of the big players that attended or, you know, were in attendance? Uh, was it just organizations, organizational reps, or did individual So there were, attend? at least there were, uh, I think there were around 150 people from all over Canada. So, of course, the Minister of Fisheries and Oceans, Joyce Murray, was there. And there was also people that um, were part of the Atlantic Seal Task Team that did the the research project on, on seals and the ecosystem. Uh, there were a lot of fisheries association. This is the first time we saw so many fisheries association from everywhere, everywhere in the Maritimes. Um, a lot of harvester fishermen. There was a few um, processing facility. There was the um, yeah, so a lot of industry players, of course, and omega trees, fur and meat. Um, some scientists, some ministers. So a lot of people at the table. I think this was the first time in a long, long time that there was so many different stakeholders present for this kind of event. Wow, that's um, it was that's cool to see everybody. There's there's obviously a tremendous upswelling of interest in in Canada's seal industry and growing and keeping it viable for all of yeah. those players to And there was a lot of indigenous uh, players as well. None of it was there, but there was also the member two First Nation represented from Nova Scotia, Halibu First Nation represented from uh, Newfoundland, and a lot of people from Nunavut were on the table too. So it was, and it was really good to see indigenous and non-indigenous sharing their experience about the the seal industry. Yeah, that that's a really big, I think, step forward that we're seeing across Canada is this momentum and and willingness to bring science and traditional knowledge exactly. uh, together in in developing management plans, management programs, and stuff. And yeah, we see that a little bit with terrestrial wildlife, uh, a little bit with uh, salmon. And um, so, so it looks like, you know, this was kind of the seal industry kind of heading in that direction as well, which I think is exciting. First Nations from BC as well were represented with the Pacific Marine, um, I don't remember the name of the organization, but they were there as well in, in order to promote sealing in Western Canada. Indigenous people, the representation from British Columbia on the West Coast, um, I, I would presume revolved a lot around trying to get to the table and the interest especially at dfo of getting a seal harvesting industry off the ground here in british columbia because as i understood it there isn't an industry here and there isn't much of or or much of a, a quota allocated to indigenous people on on um, the west coast so it sounds like their interests are very high because we're hearing the same thing with Fraser River 
salmon populations and the growth of the pinnipeds and pinniped predation and stuff and and um you know sort of going back to uh, a management strategy that involves predator control but in this case like on the west coast you got fur meat oils all and cultural products and stuff that can all be yeah and the problem is the same the we need more science to defo is waiting for more science to justify Mm. the quota and the harvest but yeah it's gonna come (laughs) On the West Coast, I mean. Oh, good, good. Well, ho- hopefully, hopefully, indigenous knowledge mm-hmm. is being incorporated in in, in the West Coast because uh, mm-hmm. I have heard, you know, lots where they are a voice along with some scientists on the West Coast going, yes, uh, pinniped yep. predation on salmon stocks is a very significant um, driver, and you know, of course, here on the West Coast, salmon declines are also being linked to the struggles of the southern resident killer whale population uh, on the south coast of BC because they're having troubles finding Chinook. So what was the format of the summit? Was it uh, presentations by people? Were there working group breakout sessions? And kind of what were some of the, you know, the, the key topics presentations conversations that um, stood out to there was you. a bit of both there were presentation followed by a question period there were some work, working groups as well so the, the summit was held on two days on the um the 8th and the 9th of november um and the first day was really science focused so there was there was a Glenn Blackwood who was the leading um, person of the Atlantic Seal Task Team. Uh, did came back on the recommendation that the Seal Task Team did in May, um, and what should be done by DFO in order to um, to improve the, uh, the the seal science. So um, so the first day was really more focused on that. So how to address the gaps that we currently have in the science, how to increase the involvement of fishermen, the fishing industry that are out there every day on the water in order to improve the science on seal. Uh, how can DFO better communicate the science? Because it's a thing to have this in their, in, their, in their file, but if nobody is able to understand the science and to explain it to different stakeholders, then um, it's not useful for the industry. So this was uh, discussed a lot in the first day. And the second day was still a bit of science, but a little bit more uh, market, like product market access, uh, product innovation. Uh, there was a bit more focus on like the, yeah, the market and market development for sale products. Okay. So, so was that session on marketing and products, was that like aimed at craftspeople and people in the industry and helping them access markets like tools and resources or was it more sort of educating people about the the market itself and that a market exists and as sort of being the the background of the platform for growth I'd say in the yeah it was maybe more for educating people from the government about like there is currently a market there's there's product innovation going on right now uh, there's great products that are already existing. Um, there was, all, of course, a big focus on China, which used to be a market that was accessible for us, um, which is uh, less easy to access right now. So there were different people like the, the trade commissioners uh, organi- uh, organization that was there to to let us know that they're there to help. There was a presentation from innovation centers in Newfoundland, from scientists that are currently working on clinical research. So just to give people 
an understanding about what is going on right now in the in the Canadian seal products industry in terms of product development, but also what should be done for accessing important markets like China. Myself, I gave a presentation on our Canadian seal products campaign that we uh, conducted in the past two years, and I gave the numbers on how the increase of people open to buy seal products after a few months of digital marketing. So this is encouraging stuff, and that was the purpose of the of the of that conference. That part of the conference, I mean. <laughs> I I think that's that's a huge first step, right? Is getting the government officials, you know, especially in the departments that oversee stuff related to you know business and economic growth and international relations and international um, commerce and stuff. Of course, you know, we're just seeing in the last few days here. Uh, you know, it's towards the end of November right now. Uh, federal government kind of announcing, you know, a strategy to do with Canada's relation and, and approach to China. And so obviously, I, I'm sure there's probably a little bit of fears in the industry about, um, you know, making that access to the Chinese market even more difficult for both our fur industry as well as, as well as seal products. So I imagine coming on the heels of the summit, there's a little bit of tension over how the federal government's going to actually approach China and what that's going to do to everybody. Yeah, of course, so. the, the, these topics were really covered on a high level. We we really need to put more energy to push this this file and other files uh, moving forward after the summit. But at least now we have been in contact with the right people and yeah. it's going to help to um, to push the different files. And Minister Marie seemed to be really... Uh, willing to yeah, uh absolutely to support the industry in that regards as well i mean that's that's a good good um metric to to see you know that that support at that that level for sure so when you're talking about ministers and high people in different you know federal government departments you, you can completely appreciate that this is a world that's probably completely new to them and sort of be exposed to everything that canadian harvesters and product manufacturers and stuff are doing and innovating is was probably pretty yeah. pretty and it was, we had so. also a reception where people were invited to try to seal meat to try some seal coat we also uh canadian seal products we gave some samples of dog treats and uh there was a company a few companies providing seal oil supplement for human and for pets so it really gave people the some ideas of how to incorporate seal in their in their uh, everyday life but the event was not about that but it was still important to showcase seal products throughout the event yeah that's almost like a um something that could be like a trade show thing to go to go public as well so i don't know if you get uh into the trade show market and um, sort of reaching the general public that way, but boy, I bet you that would be. Uh, yeah, well, we're doing popular. trade shows, but not <laughs> like specific to seal. For example, in September, we went to Toronto for the Canadian Health Food uh, Association trade show, so really health supplement, health food focus. We went to the pet show, the Toronto oh. National Pet Industry Show, which is the biggest pet show in Canada, to promote seal protein and seal omega trees as an alternative for for pet product so we it's better to focus on the industry itself than just organizing a seal trade show i guess <laughs> yeah ab absolutely kind of fit into other people are organizing the, the event so you just kind of fit fit into them yeah. as as they as they come up 
towards the end or after the summit, uh, what was what was your sense of kind of other participants' take on what they heard and saw over the the the, the summit? Yeah. The two days, I think it was right. What was sort of the water cooler talk? Were people optimistic? Were they maybe a little bit of everything? What, what, uh, well, what was at the, the end vibe? of the summit, Minister uh, Murray committed to fund the third-party science to examine the impact of seals uh, on the ecosystem, so on fish stocks more specifically. So this announce was really well received, and that's exactly where we what we were hoping for as an industry. Um, we still have to wait for the next step, but um, uh, there was an article written on DFO's website um, saying that there's going to be a $200,000 available for um, next two years to learn how to better incorporate seals in stock assessment. So this is really a nice, a good announcement for the industry. I think everyone was excited about that. Um, of course, we've those that have been in the industry for decades, they know that it doesn't come that easily. Like there is going to be some follow-ups to do for sure. But th- this was a this this was exciting for for everyone. That's fantastic because you can probably appreciate that sometimes when industry folks, uh, even people that have trap lines or harvesters or you know you know hunters that are involved in these these types of things when the government officials are sort of committing to like more studies um, to help them understand in order to move forward to management and all those cool things that people want to get to that sometimes that's not overly well received because it's just sort of like no action but just sort of like doing more studies but in this case I personally find that super exciting that that people are seeing the value of science-based management and recognizing that it takes a bit of time to get some evidence and some facts and stuff to guide management decisions and options. So that's exciting that people people are behind that rather than wanting to just like, you know, just jump in and start doing yeah. something. Well, of and... course, the ceiling industry is a really complex industry and there's not only science, like there's a lot of other areas where we can improve, that can be improved and where we can seek support from the government. But um, so I think some of these items will, will still be uh, developed as we move forward with the the seal science, but um, it is a key part of uh, of the industry development. That's obviously a key part as well. And we know in the past, like the federal government has has had programs or initiatives where they get representation from different ministers across the country, some industry representatives, community representatives, and they do these these sort of tours of different regions of the world, sort of talking about talking to other countries about what Canada has to offer and stuff. And, and maybe hopefully with COVID, hopefully not going to become what it was a couple of years ago, that maybe we'll see one of those economic forums or traveling roadshows if you wanted. And, and it sounds like you've sort of laid the groundwork or the folks in the industry have laid the groundwork to maybe get that on, a, on an international stage, you know, of that type of a, of a, of a roadshow with... Um, contingent and economic yeah, yeah, development the, folks. The so. task for this doesn't only lie with DFO. Like we, one of our requests to during this, this uh, event was to involve Global Affairs Canada, AgriFood Canada, even the Prime Minister office, because it's not only the uh, Department of Fisheries uh, issue. This is information that need to be shared to trade commissioners and in countries where seal products are open, because right now 
nobody even know that seal is an abundant species in Canada. Even the trade commissioners in China, they they're not well informed. So there's work that needs to be done there. <clears throat> well, lots lots of fronts to work on um, there for sure. Well, anything we missed? Do you think um, that that would be key for listeners to know about um, the summit? Everything well smoothly. No animal activists. <laughs> everything was. Uh, Really uh, well received, I think, from from uh, <laughs> from DFO, and everyone got out really excited. No, I don't know. Uh, I don't know what I could add. Okay, no, that's that's awesome. I think that's a that's a great synopsis um, about the Seal Summit. Is this something that was talked about as an annual thing every couple of years? Like you've got the momentum now, or? all of these folks wanting to come back to the table on a regular basis to keep, you know, initiatives We're really, forward. the industry is really hoping to, that this becomes uh, an annual event. Uh, we're not sure at this point, but if we want to, I, I guess uh, the working groups, different working groups for different uh, areas were suggested and maybe this event would allow us to follow on the different, for every stakeholder to follow up on the different uh, issues there. But um, yes, we're, of course, we're hoping that this is going to be an annual event. Hopefully that comes to, comes to fruition uh, once you get everybody, so many people at the table together and, and agreeing on direction and, and going forward and stuff. Boy, that is just not momentum that you want to lose in this, this day and age. So ho hopefully we see that to continue to be an annual event and exactly. maybe it'll be out west. <laughs> Vancouver area and uh... the the one thing I did not mention I I talk a lot about China and market development but it's it's really important in the industry to consider the differences between the hunt up north and the hunt in the south so the challenges are different and the um, the initiatives mm. that we're working on are also should also be different because um, people in the north are in with and, and other indigenous communities are not necessarily uh, selling the same parts of the seal. They're, so, yeah, this is things that also we've also requested the minister to consider moving forward because um, you were talking about indigenous um, industry as well earlier. So just wanted to mention that. Yeah, I was reading reading a little bit on that um, leading up to the show and uh, especially for there was a really strong relationship between Inuit values and still that the seal harvest is uh, a form of cultural practice and it's a form of acquiring food for Inuit communities but in support of that the products that they're not using themselves have to have a market to generate a revenue essentially to help pay for them to be able to continue their cultural food harvesting practices just because of the expanse, especially of, of fuel and stuff of getting around in the Arctic. So that seemed to be kind of a very, uh, very unique set of considerations for Inuit people versus, like you said, uh, indigenous yeah, harvesters. Yeah, exactly. And, so. and sometimes people, they don't understand the, the consumers are like, oh, I'm, I agree with the with the Inuit uh, harvest for subsistence, but I disagree with selling the products for making a profit, but that's, they also need money like everyone, they need to buy groceries. So buying seal fur products really help them. And also the coastal communities that are not indigenous, it comes from a really abundant and sustainable resource. So why not use it? <laughs> there was also um, a company called Seal, 
S-E-A-L. Um, it's a partnership between uh, the best example of like the reconciliation between a harvester from the Magdalene Island and, and Inuit harvester uh, from Nunavut. And they created the company Reconcile and their mission is to provide seal meat to Inuit communities and in the cities like in, in Ottawa, Montreal and so on. And they're starting to uh, to more and more to to develop their their company and this is just great to see different the two the indigenous and non-indigenous teaching each other about the seal hunt and working towards the same mission so they we talked about they were uh, mentioned a lot in articles after the seal summit just because it's it's such a great uh, initiative I, yeah, I did. I did read the article on that. that you know, I mean, that's cool. I think that just speaks to interest behind sealing the sustainability behind it because you know not numbers are good and that just drives innovation and and people's passion to 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 make something great for people and communities and canadians with with this industry and this resource that we have that we can steward and keep sustainable so yeah that was that was an exciting exciting story the one question that just popped into my head uh, that i wanted to ask earlier when we were on the Hunter Conservationist podcast before, you were talking about how seal meat as a commercial product in Canada is still classified as like fish uh, for traceability and all, all of those things in the market. Was there any conversations or or hints put out to food and agriculture industry about the need to... Um, classify and manage not it really this is not part of our priorities and to be honest if it was classified as meat it would probably make our life more complicated okay. than it already is um yeah so the the oh, really? challenge okay. is really to negotiate the export all the specifications of the meat and oil with the countries that we want to export to for example china just to agree with them what are the certificates what are the data they need on the meat and the oil before we export but um, I don't think moving it to another, to a mammal or to um, a meat would would change uh, the barriers to entry that we right. have. <laughs> okay. No, that's uh, yeah. I just I remember that stuck out from our podcast before. It was kind of kind of yeah. interesting. So yeah, they're not not really fish, but we treat them like fish. So as long as that's not a big deal, then we'll <laughs> yeah. make a big deal about well, it. Well, it, so. it has some, I'm going to add, uh, it has some advantage. For example, in Quebec province, this is the only province where a seal is considered as meat. So in that case, we're allowed to add, for example, duck fat or make sausages mm. mixed with other types of meat to make it a little less lean. So on commercial level, it, it has some advantages, but on an international level, I don't know if it would really... Uh, help to grow the volumes uh, of select products exports best leave that uh on uh, as as is i guess so (laughs) rami thanks so much for coming on the round canada podcast and giving us um you know uh, a breakdown of the seal summit 2022 look forward to learning about and maybe one day attending one of the the future summits and uh, learn more where let folks know where they can find Canadian seal and seal products through the group. So that we you have manage. two websites uh, where you can shop online. So CanadianSealProducts.com. So on this website, you can find all types of seal fur, uh, clothes, accessory, boots, uh, seal oil for humans, seal oil for your pets that are both indigenous and non-indigenous, mostly non-indigenous. And on the website, proudlyindigenouscrafts.com. 
uh, you're going to find uh, indigenous silver products made by artists throughout, uh, mostly based in uh, northern Canada, northwest territories, um, Labrador. So, yeah, these are great Christmas gifts ideas. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. And the other thing I noticed, too, for for listeners, if they're interested on CanadianSealProducts.com, you can sign up for a newsletter um, so you can stay on top of news to do with Canadian seal, seal products in the industry. There's the shop there on the store, shop online shopping. And there's also educational information that you have on that website as well. So you can learn more about seals, um, seal product health benefits, the sustainability of the industry and stuff. So that's um, uh, a really good resource for folks if they want to learn more about this traditional part of Canada and one of the things that defines um, this this country goes back to to the Dominion and and farther back in our indigenous and Inuit communities uh, it's just an integral part of life here in northern North America for for those people so thanks for coming on the show and helping us learn more and talk a little bit more about thank you for having me products. it was a pleasure absolutely pleasure for me too all right, folks, you're up to date on what's going on around Canada, and we will see you in the next episode.